0: Pete Yost here for the Unbuild It podcast. And hey, if you're attending the PCBC in Anaheim, you got to stop by the Huber booth. Of course, PCBC is the Pacific Coast Builders Conference down in sunny Southern California. It's a great conference. Been there many times over the years. The Huber booth is number 213, 213. And uh, the famous or the world famous Prove It Tour trailer will be at the show. And Steve and I are presenting on strategy to process. That's You can't miss that. So join Huber for a happy hour the afternoon of Wednesday, May 24th at PCBC. It's going to be a great show, especially that happy hour at the Huber booth. Welcome to the Unbuild It podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Pete Yost. And I got my good friends, uh,
1: Steve Basic and Jake Bruton. I like the way he stumbled on that, like he was deciding to go back. Yeah. Or he regretted saying it. And I
0: love you, too. Now he does. (laughs) (laughs) This week or this episode is all about decks. And it's not about, you know, deck the halls. It's about decks attached to buildings or not. So we're going to talk about decisions we make about decks because they have a really big impact on, well, a bunch of things, but particularly water management. So you want to start off with sort of what the definition of a deck is? because mm. we have a
1: client right now that steve that's asking for a concrete deck so how are we going to define deck i
2: don't know go ahead i'm tired protrusion <laughs>
1: protruded living space protruded. that's a, that's associated with a home that's well, not a graded
2: <clears throat> living space usually found as a platform three or more feet above grade Ooh, doggies how about that has a ring of. Awesome
1: I'm not sure if I t- agree with the three or more All feet right. because we could do a yeah. deck at All grade, but
2: yeah. typically found above grade. How's that?
1: And sure. I would say to be distinguished, not from
0: a patio and not a porch. Oh, so what's the difference between a porch and a deck? Uh, or a in, covered deck? And a porch. Ooh, I would. Now I'm struggling with that.
2: Because I always I thought, thought a porch, covered deck was a porch. <laughs> there you go. So I would say a covered porch or a porch. Probably doesn't extend more than about six feet, eight feet. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's some older <coughs> porches that are probably in like a 10-foot range that wrap around a house in the southern. Yeah,
1: my grandmother would disagree with you. Yeah. She had a front porch.
2: They're not a deck.
0: Okay. But the main difference is that a porch has a roof and a deck does not, correct? Is that the main difference?
2: Yeah. I'll okay.
0: that.
1: And in the United States, are we going to say the overwhelming majority of these in single family detached homes are wood frame of some sort? I think by or and large, least traditionally.
2: that's an easy one to agree with.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then what kind of wood?
2: Hard wood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Naturally durable wood. I think. Decay resistant. How many are not? some form of pressure treated oh i thought you were saying not k-n-o-t oh,
2: not
1: k-n-o-t well so uh in at least in my market anything that was any decks that still exist that were built pre-1990 probably the majority of them are still redwood there we've worked on a couple redwood decks in the last three years that still have redwood frame underneath wow in good shape Yeah, good enough that we didn't replace anything or that we didn't replace the whole thing. Now, that's a surprise. I don't think we have any up in New England that are redwood decks. Well, you guys are a little further away from the redwood to begin with, too.
0: Further away from the redwood and tougher. Probably tougher conditions for the
1: deck. Well, uh, so then that kind of leads us into what material choice are we going to have? Because the wood basket's different than it was when... My dad, per se, started building decks. The, and, the available and wood basket when is we different. talk
0: about available wood, we're talking about <coughs> posts, floor joists, decking, potentially handrail assemblies, and handrails. Yep, and maybe a set of stairs.
2: Interesting, really? Yeah, I find you interesting.
0: <laughs> and uh, when we were doing remodeling my brothers and I building some new homes, but to me it was always, you know, this they had decks back then? They did. They did. <laughs> Most
1: of them were porches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- we struggled with this pressure treated lumber is just so A, hard to work with and but ugly.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um on a serious note, I wonder when decks really did kind of come of age. Yeah, that's a that's because a- when I think about it like Old homes had more patios and or porches porches or they were decks, but like the, the more luxurious homes had big, like stone patios and stuff Yeah, off the back that decks really never.
1: Did they come of age with the advent of basements being living spaces?
2: Um, because
1: before basements were living spaces, they were pits yeah, and I then the house was closer to, to the ground. It's like the walkout thing is like the advent of the deck,
2: huh? I would not right? have thought putting that putting a deck above it, making just lots that are more of a challenge. All of a sudden, it's like okay, I don't want to go down seven or eight feet to a yeah. patio, so I'll just build a deck up here. Yeah, um,
1: because but, the you know a house built in the '40s or even up to the '60s in our market for the most part, that's a pit basement the pit basement, you're only three feet above grade. You're probably not going to get a deck. You're probably going to get a patio because the patio is cheaper. So then the second you turn it into those less desirable lots and we're building more walkout basements that then
2: push for decks, family
1: living spaces that high off the ground. Two great questions. I have no idea when we started to get, you know, the popularization of decks
0: and also I wouldn't have associated it with basements, but I, now I see the connection
2: could always ask. Uh, this is a question for Glenn, the code guy. Like when did, when did the code start governing deck construction? In yeah.
0: And he does know quite a bit about decks
1: because he's done a lot of work yeah, in, and that
2: in that particular area deck builder. So he might know that history of decks. We'll have to find
1: I'm it. sure Gerton was there for it. We could also ask Gerton. No offense, <laughs> Mike. Sorry. Uh, so, okay. So under framing materials, let's talk posts and the, the framing materials. Uh, I have excluded, and I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to immediately say, I, I have excluded treated lumber from being our surface or our handrail or anything that you touch for about 10 years now. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, my version of the story is when I first started in the industry, it was CCA. And then they went, CCA is pretty bad. We shouldn't use it that. Any.
2: stands for? Copper, Copper something. Copper, chromium, arsenate. Yeah. Arsenate.
1: That's pretty good
0: to do it together. Yeah. Well, and, uh, arsenate's
2: the salt. I mean,
1: arsenic is the business. Could have been the Beach Boys. <laughs> so then, then <laughs> a that CCA kind of got replaced with uh, another version of treated. Uh, yeah, and then they because they were like, well, CCA is kind of bad for you. We shouldn't be used breathing the dust, and you know, so we're going to use this other one. And then it was like, uh, you know, uh, that you know, five years later, well, that's kind of not really good for. People. So we're going to go to this borate traded like and, it, and we're on like version five of treated lumber in my career. And it feels I re, I'm recognizing I'm talking about my feelings here and not not necessarily science that each time it's been we're abandoning this because it's uh, not very good for you. So why would you want a deck floor that your kids play on out of something that's not very good for you? Why would you want a handrail where you're going to set your cup or your plate or whatever yeah, it's,
2: splinters?
1: Because it's, in our market at least, it's pine, that yeah, there's Southern, Southern Yellow the Pine. It, it's interesting. if you,
0: there's. I guess it's probably the Mississippi where you move from <laughs> Southern Yellow Pine to some other species they use out west, which is more like a, is it is it
1: a, uh, another pine that they use? I think or? they even treat some fur. I, fur. I think yeah. it's fur. Yeah. And that's why the treated process looks different. So that's why they, you get perforated right uh, lumber because the treating doesn't absorb into the materials well. They have a different rating, even though a lot of the chemicals are, I think, still exactly the same. But I think so, we're
0: struggling with to make something really resistant to the weather. Moving from anything other than, you know, a form of pressure treated is just cost prohibitive as much as we think it's ugly.
1: Yeah. And so our underpinning materials for us in my market, treated lumber is the by far the standard. There are some builders in our market that are like, well, treaters, treat it as ugly and you can see part of this from underneath. So we use Cedar. Well, Cedar doesn't have the same Western red Cedar. Cedar doesn't have the same strength ratings. So your spans become less. So you're more likely to need more posts. You're more likely to be larger framing members. Uh, the, the, the overall, the cost difference in our market is probably a 5 to 10% at least in in the underpinning the framing uh cost of it and it's just not something that we've really ventured into much uh we have painted or finished multiple times underneath which is not or not painted stained or finished in some way yep. underneath uh which you know that's a second trip six months after you install the deck but i treat it as by far the the most prevalent in our market next I think outside of treated in cedar would be aluminum. There are some companies that now make aluminum platform materials for decks and, and aluminum posts and things like that. I know that Trex is like the first ones that ventured into this with like a C channel system so that it's like open and can dry.
2: Yeah. I just saw one at IBS It was the fortress system. I think it was, I think it's fortress. What kind of a
0: sound attenuation do you have to do? Because it's, you know, Metal as opposed
1: to the the wood or yeah, it's probably substantially louder. I have not even been on one, so I don't know
2: yeah, I don't know I've seen it out there i mean the the decking is still either a synthetic or a wood deck, right this one here the frame were uh they were I don't think you even think they were channels, I think it might have been like a boxed uh rectangular beam, hmm. box beam kind of thing uh it. It looked pretty slick. I mean, like anything that gets kind of screwed together, you have the aesthetics of all these screws and bolts Mm -hmm. where the nails, like, you can pretty much make those disappear. Nail flushes out and kind of disappears. Is it
1: painted aluminum? Is it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The ones that I saw were all, like, dark black or dark gray. Um in color, I mean, they were pretty slick. They had stringers and everything, rail systems. You could buy the whole shoot match.
1: See, that was the thing that I thought was interesting about the truck system the first time I saw it. It was a C channel, so like, there's nothing that could possibly hold water. Mm-hmm. It's open to the breeze at all times. So I wonder how they handle penetrations on the top side, or if they have a proprietary system, or if it's got constant yeah, drain holes or something. Close.
0: I'm working with a client right now on a major remodel at a uh, home in. Uh, pleasant valley california so it's the bay area and uh because of wildfire the all the wooden decks are coming off and they're going with a she said quote-unquote a steel deck i'm not exactly sure what that means
1: Um, i'm sure there's plenty of manufacturers out there if you look at just like docks there's a million different manufacturers that that do steel docks or aluminum docks or you know whatever uh so why not do that why not just go to if it's going to last longer right if we're potentially, we haven't talked about flooring really yet, but if we're potentially going to put a synthetic decking on it that's going to last 50 years, then why not do aluminum underneath? Yeah, and I, I'm i guessing it's a cost issue. Of Absolutely. You know, the uh,
0: aluminum versus the uh, wood. Um, but, I, you know, we have a porch and a deck on our house. So when you walk out the walkout slider, you look up and it's just this god-awful stained you know, really
1: ugly, dark-looking. Yeah, especially about the aluminum
2: deck, you could just go under and power wash it, probably.
1: Yeah, and you can and have it nice. But you and clean. can paint oh, whatever we, color you want. It. Why can't we power wash the?
2: Well, you could wood deck. You could. But okay. You're just, yeah, you're looking up at the joist hangers and all that stuff. It looks, I don't know, a little unfinished. It,
0: it it's tough. I have a tough time with that. Sure. But for me, the most important thing about decks is the the, the guy I learned carpentry from, Kenny Walsh. He would tell his customers... Wait, before we go here, let's talk flooring real quick. Oh, sorry. I was going to do that <clears throat> after. Do oh, decking okay. after. Go ahead. Is the, the structural the structural way that you build a deck typically is you just sandwich a deck ledger right against the house, probably against the, uh, the uh, rim joist of the, of the building, and then now you're going to fight water forever. And Kenny would say, if you want me to build a deck for you and you're attaching to the house... You'll have to find somebody else. I've never figured out how to successfully flash it so that something doesn't rot. And so I don't attach my decks to the house at all. There's posts all the way around. And then we just do some structural lateral tie to keep it from racking. And, uh, he was a stubborn guy and he generally got his way about stuff like this, but he lost some jobs because he, um, didn't want to attach to the house. So there, this is a huge issue. And, um, we almost always, if there was an attached deck, would go into a project and they'd say, yeah, it's kind of wonky now how that attaches. And sure enough, it had not only wonky. rotted, you know, um, deck boards, but it had rotted the rim joist of the house. Um, so it is very difficult to flash, although we have a couple of solutions. But Steve, you were saying that quite often you just do bearing on of the load next to the house on the
2: post. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we'll do some decks where we're cautious of that, where... The the beams that come back into the house will have a post like two feet or 30 inches off of it. Because we have to clear the uh, excavation for the foundation wall to get it on suitable.
0: So you just cantilever like, a bit back towards yeah, the house? Yeah, the beam
2: just goes towards the house. And maybe there's a small bracket that laterally ties it sure. to the wall. But the gravity load is coming back to the post and going down.
1: So we've done a couple times where we just put a T in the footing in two spots where we knew that the deck would come down and sit on top of that. And then yeah, we're
2: in a sonotube down to that.
1: Yeah. It's no. quick and easy for them to just turn 90 degrees and pull three feet out or mm-hmm. two feet out and then just let the footing tie out that way. And then it's sitting on technically the same foundation as the house. <laughs> and then if you go ahead and tie back to the house, minimally uh, you get rid of the, a lot of the the wiggle.
2: We're doing one now. It's got, probably a dozen 16-inch square concrete piers that come up and support the deck. Hmm. And they're going to get wrapped in stone and they actually go past the deck. We we have like a three-inch space where they let in like a couple two-by-twelves.
0: Oh, wow. The framing. So, you kind of build structurally around the posts?
2: Yeah. Well, you build, yeah. The deck kind of just goes, the, the posts stay proud of the deck, you know, okay. probably a foot.
1: So that's the extreme. We're talking about basically building a separate foundation for a deck that's right next to the house. So we're building two structures and they're just really close to each other. If we didn't want to do that, but we still want to connect to the house. There is a product on the market called deck spacer that is like a, let's call it an inch and a half in diameter probably, uh, by eighths thick, high density polyethylene or polyurethane, uh, washer with a hole in the middle of it and three little holes, on the outside of it so those three little holes that are around kind of the perimeter you use to drill some screws in to hold it to the deck ledger and then you drill your lag screw through the center hole and then when you put the deck ledger up against the house now you have a small point of contact and you've introduced a drainage and drying plane let Uh, it run right between the deck ledger and that
2: detail for gba yep we're Basically, we just did a through-bolt system with like an inch of washers. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. But But now you've, you know, and this is critically important, you've now introduced the load to those fasteners they didn't see before. And I've seen folks do this and use pop metal stuff from the hardware store, and that is definitely not going to bear the shear. And
1: so it should be noted that at least uh, in the IRC, the code says three-eighths of an inch is the max for the, the space. Oh, interesting. That you can't get any further out without engineering. We have, uh, done the same thing with PVC pipe. So we've cut slivers of PVC pipe and then you just hang it on the ledger, Mm -hmm. the lag screw, as you go to run it in, it works just fine. It spaces it off. I actually, I like the PVC pipe better, Mm -hmm. but I must admit now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't believe that we had that deck engineered in any way. So I don't know if the PVC would be approved by code. Uh, Builder, Even though that's just tip, a compression I don't think mode. you're, I don't think your building inspector would notice, but <laughs>
0: yeah, well, the other thing we drew up in GBA or is included with a deck, uh deck spacer two or something is the name of that. Uh, yep. a special washer is the main deck bracket. And that's main, like the state with an E on the end. It looks like a I beam. It's a, it's basically four bolts to the house, four bolts to the deck ledger. And it spaces it off like three and three quarter inches. Um, Mike Girton's got a good video somewhere of this about how he flashes the deck brackets when he puts them up. But now you've got a really nice space between the house. And then you an just An engineered
1: it, space. An engineered
0: space. And
1: they're slick. The and way. Simpson, I think. Yeah. Simpson makes one now that is for masonry buildings. Ooh. So you get the bracket. On as you're doing the masonry, the bracket protrudes through. Oh, it's built. And into now the... you can bolt to this bracket that oh. goes all the way back to your structure. Yeah, that's if you were
2: like doing a, we would use that when you're doing a ledger to catch, say, like a porch roof on a brick wall. Ah, oh, You can build a pocket in the brick veneer, put one of those main brackets out. I don't think it, I've ever
0: seen that application.
2: Catch a two by ten ledger or something. Yeah. That your rafters then frame into on the porch roof.
0: So the general agreement that it is almost impossible to flash if you have the deck ledger right up against the house. It's just very difficult. Yeah. Um, and this is the way to get that problem solved one of three ways. Which, Spacers, uh, main deck bracket,
1: or uh, posts. So all we're doing now is talking about uh, how do we stop water held in tension. Yep. How much time so do we if, spend know, on water held in tension? What
2: if we did something like we put two by fours on the vertical, treated two by fours that were dimensionally similar to the depth of the deck member, and put them twenty four inches on center across the wall and flash the top. So of like, furring strips. Ledger, yeah, yeah. And then put the ledger on the face of that. I mean, you still have the top of that little two by four that you have to flash, right? <clears> right, but. Well, it's, in that instance, you probably about ten percent up- of what would be flashing the ledger.
0: Sure, I think if you do those twenty-four on center, you're going to have a lot more penetrations to the to the house, right to die. To Not necessarily, fastening. Not your necessarily. fastening to the house is, is yeah,
2: our standard, quite a lot. If you do a deck ledger, it's uh, ledger lock screws at 16 inches on center. Standard. Yeah, but if you do
0: the main deck bracket, I think the spacing's quite a bit more it's than the two feet. the main
2: deck Sorry. bracket yeah. is yeah. different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The other problem that we now have is the code asks for the lateral load. Connector that's the it's like a joist hanger turned yeah, sideways on connector. both joists and through wall. So you have a piece of all thread that goes through the rim now. If you're attaching, if you're using
2: easy on new construction <clears throat> remodeling, it's a pain in the ass. If the they're no no, no
1: they're easy to install. They're not easy to waterproof because now I oh, just have a piece yeah. of all thread going through the damn wall. Yeah. That's a, and also I, I don't know what the twenty one code says about it, but I know when they first came into the code, the code was two per deck without a size comment so it's like wait a minute my 18,000 square foot deck still needs just two and my 300 square foot deck needs two (laughs) like that was like I mean, the code has a tendency to do that. The first year we introduce it, it's not as flushed out as it could be yeah. sometimes. But that was one of the like you're going to force us to do this on a remodel when we don't know where the floor joist layout is, and then on top of that, it's just two. No matter the size of the deck, everybody in my market was like, "Piss off!" I'm like, "We're." It was extremely irritating in our market for a long time.
2: Do a small landing stairs and do a beautiful <clears> <of> <clears>
1: patio. <throat> yeah it's amazing
0: how popular decks are given that they're kind of tough to make look
2: people really nice. want to walk down two or three steps it is amazing yeah, to me yeah. when i suggest the patio and they're like nah can we have a deck flush with the floor inside yep yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's that little four inch step now is a pain to them and we want to make it
1: even though they built a two-story house yeah, <laughs> or there are stairs. Yeah, it's about Yeah, it does, walk out. it's hard to find the logic in there. So then you're talking about aesthetics. Let's talk about the stuff that you see on the top side of the deck. Yeah, and so
0: I do remember building several decks with pressure treated, you know, uh, five Floors. quarter by a six, and um, I, it, it, it was horrible to fasten. It looked horrible. It doesn't
1: take stain very well. It's just. A little
2: bit for that first day. N- a little bit. But after that,
1: that it, besides the fact that it had that neon green color yeah. to it. <laughs> shining, uh, Yeah, that that too. That color that screams chemical, chemical, chemical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've quit, for the most part, recommending cedar on the top side now, too. For the longest time, it was five-quarter cedar floor, five-quarter handrail cap. Vertical 2 by 4 vertical 2 by 4 in the rail with some aluminum balusters between them and cedar posts. In the last 10 years, it feels, again, we're back to my feelings in this podcast, Jake's therapy section, uh, <laughs> it feels as if the quality of the cedar that we're getting is also not as good as it used to be interesting i've had a couple decks that we did that we had issues in like year five through seven with the deck floor the handrails starting to rot already and it's like this is western red cedar that is full sun that dries all day every day why are we having issues in five year five to year seven this should be a 10 minimum you know sometimes as much as 20 year deck you would think 10 years uh And so we've moved away from recommending Cedar and we've moved on to synthetics. Uh, Fun fact, Arrow Building was the first company in the state of Missouri to install Trex synthetic decking when Trex was the first. Excuse me, when Trex was the first synthetic on the market Mm -hmm. and it was mid to late 90s for some very forward thinking clients. That deck is still there. And the only thing that I would note about it now is probably since 2005, year seven or eight, it's been a little dusty feeling when you walk on it. Like it definitely has been degrading since that time, but it's still there and it's almost ground contact. Like it's a mm. part of it's a porch and part of it's a deck and it's yeah. very low. But there you go. That's mid 90s. We're 30 years coming up on 30 years of that stuff being there so and it's very low with low drying potential so if we're talking about long lasting
2: do you know what the the load capacity is for decks i can't remember not
1: sure you mean the like
2: yeah it's like you know how many people can be there first floors are 40 pound per square foot second floors are 30
1: ours are done our municipality rates it as a living area so it's in the 40
2: yeah. I want to say it's higher hmm. than that. I want to say it was close to a hundred pounds per square foot or something.
1: Wow. Well, I will tell you that if well, you want to have
2: those have... deck collapses in like the inner cities, like in Boston and stuff, you, we have a lot of like, we call them triple deckers, like three, four houses. So you go out in the back and every floor has, there's a deck three feet off the ground. Then there's one 11, 12 feet off the ground. And then there's another one 20 feet off the ground.
1: They also like use it decks. as the, the fire escape too. They, they use, use it, as, it as, a as
2: fire escape. But the big thing was, is out there, the problem is, is you'd get these parties out of colleges and they would be literally elbow to elbow on the back of these old decks and a couple of them collapsed. Yeah. yeah.
1: And when there's 60 people on it, quite a few of those people get injured. Yeah. So I learned this from Mike Girton. You want to have a panic attack about how you're building decks? Set a Google alert for deck failure. Yeah. It's a daily occurrence in the United States. Wow. That di- daily occurrence. That's enough that it makes the news, not just it fell off somebody's house and something happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike told me about that and I did it for a short period of time and I had to delete that. I mean, but that that's also scary. tells you quite a bit about Mike. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mike. No wonder he takes it so serious. Every day he gets an email about how a deck in the United States has failed and he someone got injured enough. Yeah. Cause he's twisted. Maybe in,
0: in a good way, Mike. <laughs> so, so i i combination of structural and appearance we had one customer who said i love my deck it's rotting i never want to not see i don't want to see anything pressure treated so my brothers and i went looking and there was a, a mill yard in portsmouth new hampshire that had a good run on port orford cedar from the pacific northwest framing and deck material we built the entire deck the posts the framing the rails the steps and the deck out of port orford cedar it was the most beautiful thing you'd ever want to see and it had this odor of the of the port orford cedar and she was in seventh heaven i don't know how long it lasts but it was you
2: have this like tendency to attach materials to locations right like there's the mount merlite clay or whatever now there's the, or whatever now it's the point orford cedar hmm. it's very interesting
0: that's the only time i've ever used port orford cedar and it was even fun to cut because where the odor. Port orford? it's in oregon as far as i know
2: okay
0: it was not gonna fact check is. him so
1: that's where it is yeah. for me too
2: well what i would like to be really neat to understand is like port orford cedar is it an area or region, or is it only just like the within species? the county limits of Port Orford?
0: I don't know. That this
2: cedar can get sold as Port Orford cedar, but it's
0: got a, like a crystals in it.
2: Uh, it's it's a remarkable wood. So, because it's by like the ocean, the salt. I wish I could ocean.
1: tell you more about it, it but it's uh, because, because of the forest fairies. Yeah. That's where the crystals yeah. come from.
0: So that was the right. that was the most beautiful deck we ever built.
2: Well, there you have it. Order for cedar. Okay. Alive.
1: So that's the conversation about wood decks. As we wrap up here and we have like two minutes left, let's talk about the two decks at the Hilltop House.
2: The Hilltop Sorry,
1: House. two of the three. One of them is a wood ramp and patio or a, and porch, I would say. Wood
2: ramp and porch. The front door. Yeah. yeah.
1: The back off of the master is kind of just a means of egress, but it is technically a deck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Platform with steps. And then we have the deck off of the living space. Uh, they're not wood. They wood floors.
0: Yep. It's a steel frame. And, and what is it, the deck? So okay. It's a wood deck, right? <clears throat>
1: yeah. Yeah. So the, the decking, yeah. the floor is wood. The rest of the structure is steel. It's all steel. Well, frame. you said wood. Like, what kind or of wood? Uh, it was an Ipe. Yeah, I believe it was. Or a, it was yeah. an Ipe equivalent. Yeah. That's IPE, Ipe, Ipe adjacent. from the bottom. There's holes blind Blind fasten? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's I love blind fasten stuff. Yeah. I know
2: you do. That's why I did it. Um,
1: And so neither one of them is attached to the house.
2: And neither one, the cantilevered 10 footer is, has like a four inch detachment or displacement from the face of the house.
1: That is really cool. I've been on that deck. It
2: doesn't touch it.
1: Very cool. And then the little landing has its own foundation.
2: And the little landing has its own foundation. So, yeah.
1: And you can, you could stick your hand between it.
2: You know, the sad thing is, is we probably won't be around long enough to see how long that deck survives.
0: I'm planning on being, but I know you guys
1: are, yeah, you know, feeling your age. So. Final solution.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> was it the first stone that on the pyramids you saw get set? or
1: It was the last. <laughs> <clears throat> so there's your solution. Just don't attach the dang thing at all. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it. I'm That's with true. that 100%. And I, we've eliminated water, held, intention.
0: tension. Because it wreaks such havoc, and if you're anything but more than three feet off the deck, as Mike is tuned us into, it, it'll keep you up at night.
2: So, I didn't even think about it. What we're doing on one house, I'm doing a house on Colorado, and the deck, we're actually displacing it from the house by, like, 20 feet. Because <laughs> we want to make it a destination. It's a beautiful, gorgeous backyard. It looks at, like, 300 feet of the Rocky Mountains. And we wanted to make it its own room. And we did the same thing at Farley's house, um, that you go outside. Farley's is a little bit more attached, but this particular house is going to have like a walkway or uh, not like an elevated walkway. Yeah, like a pier deck, like boat deck. Like a boat deck, but over land. Yeah, Yeah. over land. And you'll go from, open the slider, walk across the boat deck. And you'll go out to this outer deck that is totally displaced from the house. And in between the grass, we're going to let grow wild. So the idea is that you've gone somewhere, like you've made cool. a journey out to the. And how deck. many feet, approximately? From I mean, it's probably like fifteen, twenty right. feet. It's a, it's a. You did that at big. one
1: of the pond houses too, at Jim. We, the screen and porch. Yes, we did it on the Very screen much. and porch. The same thing. It
2: has a catwalk that goes out to the screen and porch. So it makes it feel more of a destination. Interesting. Like I've left the house. I like it. Gone to that. Yeah.
1: So we are. An aesthetic that. choice that has the benefit of a building science yeah, choice. it looks
2: freaking cool.
1: And now you don't have to worry about the roof over it if you put a roof and over the it affecting to the, the
2: water management attachment is four feet now, Yeah. Not yeah. 30 feet or. 40 feet. So not only crazy.
1: frame
0: it separately, move it out. Yeah. But
2: even the catwalk, that's easy. You just put two sonic tubes, run the beam and just stop it short. Yeah. Yep. There's no yep. like lateral connection and all that stuff you have to worry about. You just stop it short and it, you deck it within an inch of the house. You just step out onto it.
1: It's really funny that you brought that up because I have one that uh, I just finished the proposal for like two weeks ago that the clients want it at this one point And there's two roofs that come together from an, ad, the, an addition in the old house and it was like to be able to get a roof over this thing too we we're either propping something up or we're doing some sort of weird flat roof that these other two roofs and they said well what if we just move it out to where that tree is in the backyard and the, I'm wondering whether or not they're going to hire us but they already took the tree out so I'm guessing we're going to get Probably. to do that <laughs> I mean they took wow. the tree out after they asked for the proposal so I'm guessing we get hired on that All one I'll time. let you know
2: so is that our two minutes?
1: That's our two minutes right. okay.
2: so I wanted to run one thing back. I'm, I'm organizing something. I'm all ears. So I'm trying to organize a hide and seek tournament. But good players are so hard to find. <laughs> that happened. Oh
0: boy! You, you, you like, gotta save these you for been all like my kids. You've Picking up today. the New Yorker magazine?
1: Probably not. Good players are hard to find. Do we have a resource? Can we say anything Uh, that Mike Gurdon's published on decks on GBA? You know, probably that'll be the
2: main. You know what? I don't know if we have. If I can please overtake your resource. Yeah. So here's my suggestion when it comes to decks. And I say this because Massachusetts, we have like a 20 or 30 page supplemental deck code. And Hmm. years ago probably to the tune of maybe about eight or nine, we actually shot a video of building a deck on one of our projects for fine home building. We wrote articles about it and all this stuff. I worked with Simpson, the engineers and, mm-hmm. and all this. But the, the interesting thing that I'll, I'll leave as a resource is read the, the code about decks, read as much information as you can and find out about what's required because the thing that I realized is how very few decks in America are actually getting built to code.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. We're going to triple down on this too. Glenn Matheson has a all about decks and the code separate publication. Yep. Yep. As because well. we
2: make all kinds of assumptions and I've heard all kinds of assumptions that I know are nothing but assumptions.
1: Well, and if we're going to talk about things that get built without being inspected, it's roof replacements and decks. Yep. The deck replacement always happens without nobody, without anybody knowing the number of deck contractors that work really hard on the weekends and then kind of disappear yeah. during the week when the code <laughs> officials back on the clock, but
2: even code that's officials, they have like <clears throat> a pet peeve, like they'll come and they'll look for the shear connectors yeah. or make sure that you're actually using like Simpson nails in the joist connectors. Yeah. But after that's, that's they do their one or two box checks, it's like, yeah, the rest of the deck, I really don't know. So it looks good. Okay, pass. We,
1: we did have an inspector one time say, I don't think that those carriage bolts are tight enough. And my dad walked to the truck, and he had a torque wrench in the truck, and he said, what am I setting this at to make sure that they're tight enough? Oh, and the guy just awesome. stared at him, and he said, well, if you're going to say they're not tight enough, then we need to know how tight they okay. are. Wow. Which was my dad's Quantified. way of being like, piss off. <laughs> nice. So, this is the longest goodbye we've ever done. Yes, it is. We're 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 bad at goodbyes. But that's goodbye. okay. Goodbyes are such sweet sorrow. <clears throat> Thank you for watching today on the Unbuild It Podcast. Thank you for listening today on the Unbuild It Podcast. You know all the jargon. Questions at Unbuild It Podcast, if you want to contact us, leave a comment, hit the like button. Five-star review helps other people find us. Steven Peter, say goodbye.
2: Hey, Bye, you know, Peter. Before I go, I want to extend <laughs> it even a little. So we we've we, <laughs> <He's> for real. <laughs> I am for real. Well, we've been doing a bunch of QAs. Q and A's. And we really like them. We think they're really that people really like them. I just wanted to enthusiastically um, suggest that our viewers go out and write us questions because the Q and As make for good talk, but most importantly, they engage the listeners. I love Fair into him. a great discussion. And it's a great way for all of us to learn because you guys are tossing us questions that we might not think about. So so please write in.
1: Okay.
2: Now, goodbye.
1: Bye.